Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my fellow champs? It is finally football time here on the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We have football tonight. Oh my god, I can't wait. This has been a very crazy offseason. But this I'm glad is it's over. I know. Me too. I'm glad the offseason is <laughs> over. Let's get into some real life football for sure man well we want to welcome you guys into another episode of the pigskin champs fantasy football podcast we are your hosts justin and Derek. you can find us on twitter at pigskin underscore jay gonzo and pigskin underscore d rock Derek, you're gonna kick this off man i'm so ready man let's talk right. uh tonight's show the way these shows are gonna go we've got news and notes We've got Start Sit, we've got Listener Start Sit, then we've got the Thursday Night Preview. Let's get it going, man. You ready to talk some news? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Hey, what happened? All right. Let's start with the New Orleans Saints released running back Latavius Murray. Apparently, they asked him to take a pay cut. He said no, and now he's unemployed. Tony, yeah, Tony Jones Jr. Smash pickup, man. It yeah, was great. dude. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Picked up in our main league as a Camara owner. I think that it was necessary. Necessary move. Uh, Le'Veon Bell signing with the Ravens practice squad. The expectation is that he will join the active roster when he's ready to go. Bucks wide receiver Chris well, John. Let's let's put a little bit to that though. Okay, let's put okay. a little to All right, that. Back up, back up, back up. Sorry. Yeah, just back up, just a little bit. Sorry, man. the energy over here just, on this side of the table. I can see that, is, bro. I can see that. I'm bursting at the we're, seams, man. Going, we're going through a school zone right, right. now. We gotta <laughs> slow this down just a little bit. All right, I'll try. Right, hey, man. I will try. So this whole Le'Veon Bell thing, I, I, it's not gonna affect how I view Gus, where I'm drafting Gus, or where you know if I did draft him with a higher capital. It's not affecting any of that. What this simply is, is a depth piece. So people that are like, oh, I'm going to go get Lev Bell because it's a name. Just know that Lev Bell didn't have a team five, what, three days before the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's a reason this man did not have a team so close to the season. He's The only thing is it is a depth piece. They just lost Justice Hill for the rest of the season. He so they won't have a third string running back. This is all that this is. This isn't going to affect anything. The Ravens don't pass the ball to their running backs like that anyway. So that's only what, to me, what Le'Veon Bell is pretty much utilized in at the, these points. You know what I'm saying? So for me, Gus Edwards, full steam ahead. This is his backfield. I I like it. All right. Can't disagree there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a shell of himself, and I just think it's kind of funny that he signed with the Ravens when he played as a st- with the Steelers. For so long. <laughs> no. um, Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin was reportedly limited in Tuesday's practice, but he was not on the Bucks' final injury report on Wednesday. My initial take is he's good to go; should be ready to play. Uh, from what I've read, it was a quad injury, okay. and. 
the injury was described as like a helmet to the quad, like a tackle so in like practice. A, a bruise. Yeah, like a pretty deep bruise. So okay. if he's not on the injury report, then I I don't think it's a tear, like a quad strain or, or a tear of any any sort. So he should be good to go. He might be in a little bit of a, a pain, but you know how the NFL players do, man. They get that little extra juice. A little shot. But uh, he should be good to go. Whether or not he's going to be a monster in week one, you know, remains to be seen. He could be, he could very well be a guy that's more of like a decoy than anything else. So Antonio Brown. Yes, sir. Um, All right. So, all right. Next thing, Patriots tight end Hunter Henry, Broncos tight end Noah Fant, and Lions running back DeAndre Swift. They're all expected to play in week one. Guys that were kind of popping up on injury reports but they're all good to go all ready to play and the last thing we got here chargers running back austin eckler did not practice on wednesday hamstring injury are you concerned about austin eckler for week one um yes uh hamstring injuries are no joke i i mean they can reoccur in an instant just one small cut can can really you know hinder a season, so I, I mean it's something to watch out for. They don't have any notable guys. We've been there, done that with with the backups of Austin Eckler. It's the same guys as last year. They didn't do anything. Uh, if anything, this boosts the passing game for uh, for the Chargers. I, I mean it, it sucks to see, man. I was actually really excited about Austin Eckler. This is this kind of stinks. I was not in a position at all this year to draft him. Um, and if I was, there was like a somebody had fallen and I took somebody over him. But, man, it's kind of tough to see. Uh, to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you never want to see these like week one injury report pop-ups. It's just not good. It's not good. For sure. And uh, how do you feel about DeAndre Swift, man? I know... A lot of people were down on him, and I think a lot of people were more down on him, even with this lingering issue that was happening with his groin. Uh, how, how are you feeling, you know, with everybody that kind of took him as their RB2 and stuff like that? Well, I was I was kind of fading Swift to begin with, so I don't really have him on any of my teams this year in, redra- in uh, fantasy football. So, I mean, I've been a fade from the start, and that's not changing now. You know, I'm still kind of nervous about starting him. I have to see it to believe it. That's just how I am as a fantasy player. I have to see it before I start to trust it. So time will tell. If he's the guy and he's healthy, I think he's going to be good for fantasy. But where he was going in drafts, that's why I was fading him. Like, I could not pull the trigger at that spot. So not saying he's not a good back, but we got to keep an eye on that injury, man. He could be a guy that starts slow and then builds up as the season goes. Absolutely. All right. All right, man. Want to toss some start sits? Yes, sir. Let's do it. It's time. All right. So that's that, that's that Bruce Buffer mixtape. Yeah. Y'all didn't know about that. Y'all don't know about Bruce, man. <laughs> Dude's a legend. So the way we're gonna do this is we're gonna go position by position, and we're gonna give a start and a sit for each position. Um, you know, one each for me and Justin, and then except the only thing we're not doing is kicker. I'm only gonna do a a start for kickers. That's it. We're not gonna do a, a sit for kickers. I just think that's if you were looking to find out who you should bench at kicker, like that's not this podcast. Okay, it's too much kicker analysis. All right, <laughs> I don't like kickers to begin with, so 
I put this in here just to be, you know, whatever. I put it in here just to put it in the man of the people. Okay. All right. So, Justin, let's start with you, man. Who is your start of the week at quarterback? All right, man. One? My start of the week for week one, 2021 NFL season is the Monday night game, man. It's Lamar Jackson. This dude, I think, is going to get off to a very hot start. He's playing the Raiders. We already know what the Raiders are. They, <laughs> we know what that defense <laughs> we, is, man. We know what that defense is. They didn't do anything to, to make it better um, besides trying to acquire Khalil Mack again because they realized that they made a mistake. Um, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. The Raiders, I, I don't like their defense at all. And I think Lamar Jackson, I think he this game for him to start the season could be a great week one game like he had with his MVP season. When he played the Miami Dolphins and he freaking lit it up for five TDs and, you know, that was a start of just something great. It got him confidence. I think he's going to need this game. With the lack of receivers that he has, he doesn't have his uh, or their first round pick this year, Rashad Bateman. He's currently on IR. So with, you know, Marquise Brown, uh, Sammy Watkins, you got Mark Andrews that just got paid some money. I think that he really is going to need this type of game with this poor of a defense to help him jumpstart his 2021 season. And I really do like him this uh, uh, for this week. Love it, man. It's, Lamar Jackson is an easy start, man. Uh, my start of the week, if you've been listening to this podcast and you know anything about me, you know that I'm a huge Bucks fan. But putting the bias aside, I know that sounds ludicrous that I can put the bias aside. Tom Brady is my start of the week for week one. Okay, Thursday night football. Going up against a porous Dallas defense, I am not confident in that defense in their ability to stop anything that Tampa tries to do. He's got weapons all over the place. Week one, fully healthy Tom Brady coming out the gate swinging. It's at home. Eight and a, eight point favorite, I believe. Eight points? I think it's like eight and a half right now. So, yes. Um, Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. So, home favorite, Tom Brady. Week one, going to smash. I think that he's a, a very motivated player. and It's just going to be passing left, right, and center. I think that you know Tampa's going to have their way with this defense. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think this game's going to be pretty pretty great. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I know Dallas is going to have to throw the ball a lot. But we'll get, into that. we'll get into that later, the Thursday night preview, a little bit later. But Tom Brady is my start of the week at quarterback. Justin, give me your sit of the week. What quarterback are you fading in week one. All right, man. My quarterback that I am fading is gonna is gonna be from the same game I just brought up. It's Derek Carr. It's just the other side of the ball. All right. Uh Derek Carr, I think he I think there's a report that just came out. I'm pretty sure he had lost his keys and he doesn't realize his car is a push to start. So and his little fob is in there. So uh I don't hold think, on a second. I don't know if I like that one. <laughs> That was that was not week one material Dude, right there, man. Listen, we're getting the we're getting the job right. started, bro. So we're trying we to get a jump start. Are we still technically in preseason because game one hasn't started exactly, yet? Exactly. Right, so we're not in mid-season yeah, form. We're still yet. trying to get a jump start like Jared Carr. He can't get his car started. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but against Baltimore's defense, Baltimore always has a tough defense, and I just I don't like Derek Carr. I don't I don't know. I don't think they did anything this offseason to better them. They added a couple running backs. So that's a couple. Like, yeah. And a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't I don't like Derek Carr this this week, especially as a streamer. Um yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. All right. I my sit of the week is gonna be second year quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa against the New England Patriots revamped defense. I say revamped, but they're really just getting a lot of players back from COVID uh, opt-outs from last year. That defense is great. It's in New England. Tua did not have a great year last year. I don't expect him to start strong because of the fact that he's playing such a great defense. Bill Belichick is going to... I feel like Bill Belichick is going to get to get to Tua. The Dolphins' offensive line is not that great. I don't think Tua is a guy that's going to get out of the pocket and make plays happen. I think he's going to be a guy that might be on his back a little bit in this game. Throwing off his back foot, I think he, he could, it could lead to some turnovers, man. And the Dolphins are without Will Fuller for week one, serving that uh, the rest of his suspension from last season. They're not at full strength. They don't have a dominant running game to kind of take the pressure off of Tua. So I think it's a recipe for disaster in week one um, for Tua Tagovailoa. So I will be avoiding that matchup entirely and going in a different direction. It kind of sucks for my... Dynasty League, though, because I actually have to start him. Because I only have him and Fitzpatrick as my two quarterbacks. So, yeah, it's, it's a and it's a super flex. So I had to start both of them. Yeah, it's not going to be good, man. I'm not excited for that for this week. So, in any other league, and if anybody listening, just please avoid Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> if you can. Okay, sit of the week quarterback. That's who I'm going with. All right, let's move into running backs. The the, the the, I feel like it's my favorite position in fantasy football. Like these are the guys right here. This is <laughs> this is where you win championships right here. Okay, so Justin, give me a start of the week at running back. Let's hear it. All right, man. My start of the week at running back is going to be Raheem Mostert. All right, they are playing Detroit. It's at Detroit, but just like the Raiders, except. A little bit worse. That's how we are feeling about Detroit. Everybody's projecting to have at least a top five pick this year. I don't think that their team is really any good. Their defense was completely, uh, was it like almost dead last in run defense last year? Yeah. And uh, San Francisco 49ers are really good at running the ball. And, you know, Mm -hmm. week one. Raheem Mostert is the guy. Like, he is the starter. I know everybody is loving Trey Sermon. I think he's going to be really good. Myself included. Myself included as well. I think he's going to be good come on later in the season. But week one, this is Raheem Mostert's job. This is where he's going to get his work. And he gets to have a cupcake matchup against the Detroit Lions. I think he's going to have a huge week one. It's going to be nice, man. All right, I can dig it, man. Raheem Mostert is he's an absolute baller. Absolute baller. He's got to stay healthy, but it, you know, it's week one. He's got he's clean bill of health. We should be good. So I love the call. I'm gonna go with the Gus Bus against the Raiders defense. You had Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I'm taking the running back in this game. Gus Edwards against that. Oh my goodness. That's just the run game. That baby. defense. That's just is, the run game. Exactly. Like this is gonna be 
a run happy game for the uh for the Baltimore Ravens here. I don't feel like I feel like it's going to be a pretty decisive victory for the Ravens. So I've got Gus Bus running for you know over 100 yards easily and probably a score okay. maybe even two. So Gus Edwards if you can get him into your starting lineup, I would absolutely do it. Done. Done. You're done, son. Okay? The Raiders, you're done, son. All right. Justin, give me your sit. Sit of the week. All right, man. My sit of the week is actually going to do the same thing I did with my quarterbacks. I'm doing it with my running backs. It's the exact same game. I'm sitting to uh, DeAndre Swift, man. DeAndre Swift just getting bad vibes. I know he just got cleared to play week one, but it's a groin injury, man. That could easily get re-aggravated. And, and they're playing a top 10 run defense. I don't think DeAndre Swift gets the bulk carries here. If they're smart, I think that it's going to be more of a 50-50 with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, especially him coming off this injury, him not being there full training camp. I And they already said they want to have a timeshare in this backfield. So I was fading Swift. I don't like him this game. It's a bad matchup. He's coming off an injury. Just a bunch of red flags for me this week, and uh, if you could, if you can avoid them, I know you probably spent somewhat of a high draft capital to get Swift, but if you got somebody a couple rounds later that you can fill in your RB two spot, maybe you got a Gus Edwards around later or something like that. I would definitely start him over Swift. Just kind of give it a week. Let's see what goes on, and if he makes it through this week, through this tough of a defense. Then uh, maybe maybe he's got some, so maybe he'll be viable for for weeks to come. Yeah, I mean we were talking about Swift earlier. I'm just yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with this too. I'm not on the DeAndre Swift against San Francisco. San Francisco is a great defense, and even with all those starters they missed last year, they were still a top ten run defense, and they're getting a lot of guys back. You know Nick Bosa, they've got Fred Warner who just became the highest paid linebacker in the league last year. And they got they got a great defensive team, and I just I'm not starting uh, DeAndre Swift against that. So my sit of the week is going to be David Montgomery against the Los Angeles Rams. David Montgomery is a good running back. I'm going to start by saying that. I want to get that on the table right now. He's a good running back, but I just feel like the game script of this this the, this game is going to be. I feel like it's going to be very one sided. Okay. There's a reason why Justin Fields is not starting this game. It's because Andy Dalton is a sacrificial lamb to the Rams defense, okay? Andy Dalton is going to show up, walk into the huddle. As soon as they break the huddle, this is Andy Dalton. (laughs) I'm in danger. He's going to be looking across the field. He's going to see all these good players, all of these studs on defense, Aaron Donald, all these guys. He's going to see it, and he's going to be like, ah, oh, crap. I screwed up. I screwed up. (laughs) Their (laughs) offensive line is not great. Okay, they're not going to run the ball effectively against this team. And Andy Dalton is going to try to push the ball because it's really the only thing they're going to have be able to do. But even then, like they got Jalen Ramsey, they got all, they, this, this defense is so good. Don't start David Montgomery if you can. I mean, I get it. If you if he's one of your top running backs, you kind of have to start him with the draft capital you invested in him. You're probably going to have to. But if you can afford to sit him. I would, and if you can't, just temper your expectations. He's probably not going to be a guy that scores 
you know, 20 fantasy points for you in week one. So I am sitting David Montgomery pretty easily. Um, yeah, I'm going to sit him. All right, let's move into wide receivers. Justin, start of the week, wide receiver, who you got? All right, man, my start of the week is going to be Brandon Ayuk. Ayukin. Ayukin. I love Brandon Ayuk. Bro, Ayuk has had nothing but positive vibes coming from training camp. I know he was dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury, uh, but all that was cleared. He's got – he went full practice. Uh, I mean, this this offense, especially when they make the, the switch over to Trey Lance, I believe is going to just take off. And I want a piece of this defense, and I believe that this is the get-right game for the San Francisco 49ers. The style that they play is just – it plays perfectly to everybody. They kind of – I feel like this offense, you don't need a lot of looks to score high fantasy points. You know, the ceiling is crazy with all these guys, and it takes one play to, to really blow the top off. And, man, against Detroit, very, very – Bad defense. I, I I think Brandon Ayuk is has had a lot, a lot, a lot of love coming out of that training camp this year from San Francisco. And as long as him and Debo can stay healthy, I like both of them. But I think I like Brandon Ayuk a little bit more this week. I love it. I love it. All right, my start of the week, Carolina Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore against the New York Jets. The Jets do not have an NFL defense employed by the organization so come on this is sam darnold this is a dj moore this this is the this is the game where dj moore is going to remind people why he was hyped up last season okay i think he had a, a kind of disappointing season last year you know he only scored a couple times he didn't he wasn't a i mean he, the yardage was there and maybe the receptions weren't always there, but the touchdowns were definitely not there. And I think that this game right here, DJ Moore is going to come out swinging. And there's going to be a lot of people trying to trade for DJ Moore after week one. So if you've got him, you should absolutely feel 100% confident in starting DJ Moore. I think he's going to smash. And I think this is a game where he could put, his, put himself on the map and an established part of that map. Okay, no doubt in my mind that DJ Moore eats in week one for sure. Yeah, man, I like it. All right, Justin, give me your sit of the week. All right, my sit of the week is going to be Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams coming from uh, or playing against the Washington football team. I I just need to see this. I, I need to see where Mike Williams kind of fits in. Uh, he's been in and out of lineups. And I don't know, for me, I would rather wait a week with him on my bench. This this isn't like, you know, I, I want to drop him. Or I don't want him on my team. None of that. It is, this is more of a, a, a sit and wait. Wait week one. Especially against such a good defense in Washington. I want to see if Justin Herbert picks up where he left saw where he left off. I want to see one if Austin Eckler plays, and two how this rookie Josh Palmer fits in. You know, it what's going to happen? Is this going to be uh, where Josh Palmer kind of eats into Mike Williams? 
and because you already know Keenan Allen is is going to eat. He's getting his targets. That's Justin Herbert's guy. He made that known the first practice that Justin Herbert knew he was the starter. Hey, you're my guy. Let me know how I get you the ball. You know, so Mike Williams, I'm excited for him. I think he can have a good season. Week one against tough defense. I'm going to temper expectations. I'm going to bring it back a little bit. If I have another option to start, I'd rather start that because you didn't spend a high draft capital on Mike Williams. There's probably somebody else that you can fluctuate into that lineup. And this this one's just kind of a just, – just lay off the gas pedal just a little bit for me on week one. I like – I agree. I, I actually love Mike Williams this year. Now – Again, I've said it before, I'm a wait-and-see kind of guy. So I, I absolutely agree with this take completely. I'm sitting him. I'm not going to play him. I want to see if he's going to be – I mean, he was hyped up in the offseason to be the X receiver in this offense, the guy that's going to get a solid target share. The problem is he can't stay healthy. And I don't know about you, but I've never won a championship with hurt players in my starting lineup. So – no, I don't think I made the playoff because I had a bunch of hurt players. Exactly, exactly. So year. you don't win from the IR. Yep. Okay. You can try. You can play from the IR. <laughs> That's what I did last year. Yeah. But uh Didn't yeah, work I, out I, very good. I agree. This take is uh this is a good sit right here, man. If you can if you can afford to sit Mike Williams, which honestly you probably can't afford yeah, to absolutely. sit him because of where you got him in drafts. So you probably got some better options. I would go with those better options. Mike Williams is not a guy that I'm looking to start either, so I completely agree. I would I would rather start like a guy like Michael Pittman against Seattle. Um, you know that the Colts are probably gonna have to throw the ball a little bit more. Maybe mm-hmm. like a Corey Davis. Oh, absolutely, Corey um, Davis. You know what I'm saying? Like, take my shot. Uh Antonio Brown Thursday night, I would play him. You know, these are guys that you could probably get maybe within one or two rounds of Mike Williams. So yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely would probably temper expectations on that. Absolutely. All right, moving into tight ends, the onesie position, the ever so whoa, whoa, annoying. Whoa, whoa. You never said you're sit. All right, let's go back. All right, my sit of the week at wide receiver is the preseason god Marquez Callaway of the New Orleans Saints. Okay. This guy has had he has he has all the hype, all of it. Every ounce of hype there could possibly be in the preseason is sitting on Marquez Callaway's shoulders. Okay, two touchdowns in the last preseason game from Jameis Crableg Win- Winston. Everyone lost their minds. Absolutely lost their minds. ADP shot through the roof. He's a guy that everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to start. Pump the brakes. Jair Alexander, the cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, is a lockdown corner. 100% guarantee he's sitting on Callaway the entire game. He has a tough matchup. Okay, Jair Alexander is not going to be playing over, you know, he's not going to be guarding Traquan Smith the whole game. He's going to be on the number one guy. The guy that's wearing number one, the guy that has the dreads, that has the preseason hype. He's going to lock him down, and he's. Not, I don't think he's going to do anything in this game. I think that, number one, this game is, I mean, it's at home, right, against the Packers, but. It's actually not. They're playing in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. They're playing in I the Jacksonville Stadium that. because yes, of they are. the hurricane. So it's it's an away game. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> Thanks for, thank, appreciate that, Justin. You yeah, always man. got my back, man. Yeah, I got you, dude. All right. So, yes, it is in Jacksonville. So it is an away game. And he's going to be shut down by Jair, Jair Alexander. 
I, I'm just you. You can't start him this week. Absolutely can't start him. There's not. There's not a shot that I would ever start him against Jair Alexander. So Marcos Callaway, absolute sit. Hold on for dear life. Just wait until after this week, and then you can start him. Okay, <laughs> I get it. The hype is real. He's a great player. I understand all that stuff. But have some self control. Okay, it's I'm- not going to be good for your week one roster. Okay, Marcos Callaway. Sit him on your bench. All right, I guess now we can jump into some tight ends, right? Ooh, man, that was a lot of a lot of energy, bro. I felt that. I yeah. felt that hate. You have to, man. To you gotta bring it. It's Kevin. week one, man. You gotta you gotta bring it. Totally ready. All right. Tight ends. Start of the week. Take it away, Justin. All right, man. Uh so this one I had to kind of think about and you know, I didn't want to go really with a, a top, top tier guy because, you know, I could easily go on Kittle against Detroit again. But I'm actually going to go Dallas Goddard against Atlanta. I think that Dallas Goddard is has made a connection and with Jalen Hurts over the offseason. I've heard a couple reports. He's also made a connection with Zach Hurts. So I don't know if, you know, both these guys are going to eat, if one of them is going to emerge uh, above the other, but to me, I'm going to go with the guy in Dallas Goddard who has kind of been rising the last couple of years and just been getting better and better. I think he's a little bit more athletic than Zach Ertz, the aging Zach Ertz. Uh, so I just, man, to me, Atlanta's defense again is always, especially secondary. I know they fixed some stuff at the end of the season just a little bit. But I don't think that they're going to be a top tier, even top half uh, secondary and or linebacker core or defense in general. So for me, I think with the lack thereof for receiving options in Philadelphia, I already like Dallas Goddard to begin with this season. I just think that this is a really good matchup. I think this is a really good way for a young Jalen Hurts to get that in-game chemistry with one of his top receivers on the team because I, I do like Devontae Smith. I think he's a great separator. I think he's going to be good as well. But I think Dallas Goddard might just end up being like the number one option on this team. And I, I really like him against Atlanta this week. I This is good. This is good for the pod. This is good for the listener to hear what I'm about to say. I disagree. Okay. okay? And this is the first time that we've disagreed in pretty much this this entire episode, okay? I'm not a Dallas Goddard fan, okay? And I will the there's only two words that I can say to back up my point, and that is Zach Ertz. <laughs> Man, I had a brain fart for a second. Zach Ertz, I just feel like I feel like he's gonna eat in to like they're they're, they're both gonna be utilized. You talked about the lack of receiving options in that offense. Yes, Dallas Goddard can be everything you said he would be, right? He could be the safety the safety blank. He could be the guy that is Jalen Hurts relies on, right? But is he going to get enough volume with Zacherts there to stand out as a top-tier tight end, okay? I, I love the matchup. I agree with that part. But for me, I have to see snap counts. And again, I'm going to go back to it. I'm a guy that has to see it to believe it. So it has Dallas Goddard actually overtaken Zach Ertz in this offense. I haven't seen that yet. 
So I'm going to say that I disagree with this. I wouldn't start him, but I can see the logic. The logic makes sense of why you would start him because it all adds up. He is supposed to be the guy Zach Ertz talked about. They talked about trading him. He's since, you know, apologized to the team. Like he's, they've made amends. He's not going anywhere. At least I don't think so. Unless his team is absolutely terrible. They're 0-8 at the trade deadline. Maybe they move him, but... As of right now, man, the way I see it, I have to see it to believe it. I can't recommend anybody that you start him, but I absolutely can see the logic. Like, it's a sound process to start Dallas Goddard. I will agree with that part, but he's just not a guy that I would be looking to start. But I I think that that's a a good thing for the listeners to hear is two different perspectives, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, we agree on pretty much everything else. It's just temper expectations like don't i wouldn't expect him to blow up this game but i mean honestly he's a good enough player where he could have two touchdowns it could go his way i'm just nervous yeah i'm just a nervous guy okay (laughs) so um i like the call uh just want to offer some perspective you know a different side of the coin right just to make sure people understand both sides of it and make sure that they're not don't get too excited all right I'm sorry. I feel like I really bummed you out there. No, bro. You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Um, Don't worry about that. I'm good. Okay. My start of the week, Los Angeles Rams tight end Tyler Higby against the Chicago Bears defense. Listen, a popular opinion in the NFL is that the Chicago Bears have a good defense, right? So why would I suggest starting Tyler Higby against them? I'm not so sure their defense is that great. Now, I know they have a good pass rush, but this is a Sean McVay offense. They're playing at home, brand new stadium, nice new stadium, okay? This game could get out of hand, all right? And I think that with the fact that uh, Gerald Everett's gone, I've you know I've been saying all offseason, Higby's been, you know, a guy that I've been targeting. And I had him ranked in my top six tight ends. So put my money where my mouth is. He's going to be a big part of this offense. I don't know if they have the defenders on the second and third level to stop the receiving options. I know they have a great pass rush. I know they have a good run defense. But is that enough to stop Matt Stafford and all these weapons? And that's the other part, too. They have weapons all over the field. Like They have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. They've got Daryl Henderson. They've got Sonny Michelle now. They've got players on the field, you know, a bunch of good players. You know, this isn't a Detroit TJ Hawkinson situation. Yes. Okay. This is a Tyler Higby is not the only guy on the field that is the defense is focusing on. So I feel like there could be some some opportunities for Tyler Higby to absolutely dominate in this game. You know, he does have a three touchdown game under his belt. I'm not calling for three touchdowns because that would be crazy, but man, I think that he could absolutely eat. Yeah, game. no, I, yeah, it's at home. Let's do it. Yeah, you and I have both have have been on Tyler Higby this off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I do like it. I, I do think that this offense is going to even take another step forward. Even you know they've they've been a great offense for years now, and that's been with Jared Goff. I think an upgrade in Matthew Stafford. I, I just think that this offense is going to be electric. I think there's going to be enough out there for every person to eat a little bit. All right, let's move into some sits at the tight end position. Justin, give me your sit of the week at tight end. 
Let me hear uh, it. Yeah, man. I've been fading this guy all off season. I I just I haven't liked him. I don't think that he's going to be much this year. Um uh Noah Fart, I mean Fant, uh against the New York Giants, uh coming off an injury as well. I just don't think that Noah Fart will will do much this it, he doubled down <laughs> on the on the <laughs> oh my goodness i think that's what he's gonna put up i think he's gonna put up a big old fart and justin's really going for these anything. dad jokes yeah tonight. dude i really <laughs> pushing hard dude, on these dad jokes three weeks in yeah in being a father man i gotta i gotta step up that game the yeah. training starts right, so we're, we're we got the training wheels on <laughs> still guys um you don't worry uh you know you know i've got you know i've been i've been a father for three years so let's uh you know, I'll get them right. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. I got your back. But no, man, I, I just don't like uh, I just don't like no fan. I the injury he's coming off of that was very questionable to even play week one. So I, I just don't think that he is going to be able to or be a very fantasy relevant guy this week one. I much rather start Dallas Goddard over no fan. Um, I agree with that. You know, Tyler Higby over Noah Fant. Um, may I don't know, maybe take the shot on maybe take the shot on like a Johnu Smith. You know, we haven't seen what he's going to do in this new offense with the Patriots, but I would probably rather take that shot uh, over Noah Fant. So I, I just there's a lot of different options out there that I would rather play or rather start than sit him. I think he might be a decent guy come the rest of the year. I want to see how he fits into this. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he he did produce three top 25 receivers. You know, I think that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, I think they're going to eat this year. I haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater throw in two a tight end. I know no offense, a little athletic, but – I don't know, man. I just don't like the tight end at all. Like, no, I mean, I, I agree with this take, too. I mean, no offense, a guy I've been fading as well. And I like Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton in this offense. And I think this team's going to be a run-heavy team as well. Absolutely. And when they do throw, they got two elite receivers on the outside that are going to take away targets. So I agree. I'm not high on Noah Fan either. If you can move on from him, I would. If you can drop him, I would. <laughs> all right. Ooh, I don't know. All right, so Spicy. my... I don't know if that's spicy though. Well, it is from where he's getting drafted right now. It's like Taco Bell mild sauce. It's a mild take. It's a mild take, but people love Noah Fant. That's why I'm saying it's kind of a spicy. Okay, so we'll go to... the medium. What's the next step up <laughs> from mild? Dude, we're from, going from Verde. Taco Bell. Verde. We're sauce. going Verde. Bro. The green packet. Okay, <laughs> we're not quite at the uh, what is it? The Fuego or the Fire yeah, Sauce? Yeah, we're not there. We're not. We're not quite there. Diablo. <laughs> okay, so my start of the week or sit. Sorry, man. I'm not. I am not starting this guy. My sit of the week at tight end is Mike Isiki, the tight end for the Miami Dolphins, going up against the New England Patriots on the road to a Tonga Vailoa. First, I'm. I'm just gonna say it. This is his first like season as this team is invested in him right so i'm still nervous about tua going up against his defense i don't think that kasiki i mean he could he could fall into a touchdown this week and maybe that's that's enough you know if you're if that's what you want in fantasy is a guy that could maybe score a touchdown i'm just not confident in kasiki this week maybe he could be good later on down the road but he's another guy where 
you know, he's been good in spurts, but he's never been a guy that's been a consistent producer for fantasy managers. So I'm going to wait another week. Bad matchup. I'm not going to start him, and I don't suggest anybody else put yourselves through that pain. So that's like eating Fuego sauce at Taco Bell and then <laughs> going home later and feeling the pain, okay? Not doing it. Yeah, I mean... Don't do it. For me, Mike Gusecki, Mike uh, you know, it is a tough defense. Bill Belichick always runs a tough defense. The only reason that I would make... Like, if you definitely punted the position and you're kind of on that streaming fence line... I wouldn't mind mind starting Mike Gesicki with the fact that Will Fuller's missing this game. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's going to be a little bit of focus on the rookie Jalen Waddle and with Devontae Parker. And, you know, this, I mean, this offense is supposed to have a little bit of a revamp. You know, they're they're supposed to change themselves over the offseason. They were supposed to have, uh, you know, something to help Tua out more, something that, you know, just feel, makes him feel a lot more comfortable in this offense. And Mike Gesicki, he showed splashes of chemistry with Tua last year. Um, so with this, if you want to take the shot, I mean, it, it is, I, to me, it's like a kind of a boomer bust situation. I, I don't think there's really any in between for him. I, I think you're going to get a touchdown. You're going to be happy. If you don't get that touchdown, you're going to be, damn, I shouldn't have done that. So I, it's it's a hit or miss. If you got a different option, go ahead. I would go ahead and and probably utilize the other option. But I like I would start Kasiki over Fant this this week. Yeah, I mean I can I can I'll give you that one. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I do agree with you know not starting Kasiki, but there are worse options. Worse options out there. Yeah, yes. Agree. <laughs> All right. Moving along, we've got defense and kickers. Let's start with the defenses. Justin, give me the start of the week on defense. Who? What? What defense are you targeting in week one? Uh, week one, gonna go after uh, Denver against the New York Giants. Daniel Jones. Yes, Daniel Jones is, I believe, in his contract to at least turn the ball over three times a game. Whether well, it's, it be, it's, it's it's written into his contract. Yeah, it's written in. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's part of get, his incentive. Yeah, if he incentive if program. at least averages about three turnovers a game, he gets gets a nice incentive at the end of the year. He gets an extra hot dog in the post game <laughs> meal. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, dude, Denver. I I just think they're stacked, man. That defense uh, looked really good. That rookie even made a couple nice plays in the preseason. I you know. Gave him a lot of stuff for not taking Justin Fields there at the draft, but that defense does look solid. I really wish this team had a uh, a better quarterback because I would feel really, really good about this offense. But talking about defense, I think they're solid all the way around. I think that playing Daniel Jones, I, I mean, this is, th- for me, like one of those uh, kind of those sit situations, which you can't really sit him. But for running backs, I was going to maybe bring up Saquon Barkley because to me, this first game in that defensive line that Denver has kind of reminds me of that Pittsburgh week one last year. 
Mm-hmm. You know, where everybody was like, what did I do taking Saquon Barkley? Like, yeah. you know, like it, he got, what, nine yards? Like Big Ben had more rushing yards than Saquon did. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of gives me that vibe. But I, I really do like Denver's defense all year long. And I really like them week one. I think they're going to kick it off the right way. Gotcha. I like it. All right. So my start of the week on defense is the San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions. I feel like before I even go into de- in depth with that, I feel like we're going to have a lot of San Francisco players in this show throughout the season. These this team is is got a really good schedule. Just stay healthy. Just got to stay healthy, man. Drink, get a different shipment of water or whatever yes. you're doing. Check the maybe Gatorade can, guy. Maybe out. consider moving the team. Just put a bubble. Just put a big old just, just a bubble. <laughs> the Niners are the only team in a bubble. Everybody gets, you know, bubble wrap. You know, like yeah, so yeah, not 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 much analysis here. I mean, Jared Goff and no receivers and a banged up running back. I mean, that's just that just spells interceptions, fumbles, bad game for the Lions. So I will take that. Even though San Francisco's on the road, I generally like my defenses to be at home. But such a great matchup for San Francisco's defense. I'll take it all day long. San Francisco against Detroit, smash. That start button for them. Absolutely. All right, who's your sit on defense? All right, my sit. Uh, this defense has, you know, they got a couple good players. They're supposed to be really, you know, they're supposed to be a lot better this year. Cleveland Browns are supposed to be a really tough defense this year, and I'm excited to see how they look on defense, but they play the Chiefs week one. So I, I know a couple people probably took them right there, you know, in the middle of the pack, defenses that got drafted, uh, I just stay clear on week one, yeah, man. You can't do it. Not against Kansas City. But I would, st- I'm just going to throw this in there, and this will be on the Champ Cast later this week. Keep them on your roster. Absolutely. 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 Keep them on your roster. They have a great week two matchup. We'll talk more about that later in the week. But yeah, do not start them against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that's just a that should just be one of the ten commandments of fantasy football. <laughs> that's the number one. <laughs> Do not start a defense against Patrick Mahomes. S- simple. Yes. Okay. My sit of the week. This one's a little. Uh, this is a little out there. All right. This, this is a good defense, and I am going to sit. Okay. I'm sitting the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. It's a really good offense, though. Two words: Josh Allen. Yeah. One word: MVP. That's like an acronym. I don't it's care. Not really it's really a word. Whatever. <laughs> One acronym. MVP. You could have just been Listen, like three letters. Okay, so the, the Pittsburgh <laughs> Yeah, I could have. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense is a great run defense, right? The Bills are not gonna run the ball. Like they just they don't care. They they're like single they're, we're not handing the ball to anybody. Who? Exactly. Who's this right? game is going to be I, I'm willing to bet money. I'm not a huge betting guy. But I'm willing to bet money the first 20 call plays of this game for the Buffalo Bills are all passing plays. They don't run the ball one time unless it's a scramble by Josh Allen. I'm I'm calling it right now. They're going to throw the ball left, right, and center. And this is going to be one of those shootouts. I think it's going to be a shootout. Absolutely. So I am sitting the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They're a great defense. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying that they've got a terrible matchup this week in one of the best offenses in the league. Maybe the ninth commandment of fantasy football should be don't start a defense against Josh Allen. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Maybe that should be it. So sit the Pittsburgh Steelers. You probably shouldn't have drafted. I, mean, I 
I get it. They're a top rank, one of the top ranked defenses. You probably drafted them, but you got to find a different matchup. Maybe go with Justin's Denver Broncos. They're probably actually more available on your waiver wire than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd go with them over Pittsburgh in a heartbeat. But don't, you don't have to drop Pittsburgh. They're going to no, be a good defense the rest of the year. Them. So absolutely sitting don't them this week. Find yourself a different defense to start. Absolutely. All right, let's jump through these kickers real quick. Let's just put it out there. I don't like kickers. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there, man. I mean, I started to come around a little bit last year, but then I ah, just I can't get excited about kickers, man. So we're going to give one start. We're not going to give a sit because you really should sit all of them and give them <laughs> out of your fantasy leagues, but that's neither here nor there. Justin, give me a start of the week at kicker. I don't care if it's a low-hanging, low-hanging fruit. Who is it? I know this is a family show. Can you say his name? But Young Ho Koo. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say it, but I don't know. Koo for the Koo. Atlanta Falcons. Yes, the kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I want to hear your analysis. Playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so when a team lines up and they're supposed to move the ball down the field. No. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Falcons against the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that I don't know how much scoring is going to happen. I know that they can at least move the ball. So I, when I look at teams that can, I want teams that can at least move the ball. Get me in field goal range. I don't know how well the Atlanta Falcons are going to be at scoring touchdowns this year. I don't know how their offense is really going to look, especially with losing Julio Jones. I, I don't, I don't care. You lose Julio Jones, that's a big loss. I know he's a little bit older, still. And Matt Ryan's another year older as well. But I like a team that you can at least move the ball and get me in field goal range. I think he has a little bit of opportunity. He's a great young kicker in this league. I, I do I do like young Hoku, especially all season long. All right. My guy is more of a streamer. A guy you're going to have to scroll a little bit down the list to find. Okay. Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to lay this out there. The Minnesota Vikings spent a ton of money on defense in the offseason. Is that going to translate to a good defense? Okay. Time will tell. I'm willing to bet on the Bengals being able to move the ball, but I'm not really betting on them to score a lot of touchdowns. Okay. I think this defense could be good, but I'm going to bet on the Bengals being able to get into field goal range, kick field goals, and three field goals are worth more than extra points, obviously. So... I'm going to go with him to hit probably three or four field goals in this game, and that's that's pretty solid, man. That's almost 12 points in fantasy. So I'm going to go with the former Florida Gator, Evan McPherson. Oh, that's why you went with him. <laughs> okay. Who's going to leave I, that one in I there? Swear, <laughs> I swear I'm not I'm not a homer fan, I promise. So I will who's give, that one guy? I will, give, I will give good analysis, even if they're Florida State alums or Miami alums or whatever. I will give good analysis as the season goes on, okay? Evan McPherson plays on an offense that can move the ball but may not be able to score as much, so he's going to come in and kick all the points. And used to kick for Florida. Shut up. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Now that we've talked about kickers, that not I'm just that's way too much analysis on kickers, okay? We have some listener questions. Justin, are you ready, man? Let's do this. All right, first question. You're welcome 21 on Twitter asks Chris Godwin or Gus Edwards. Full PPR. Justin, who are you going with? 
Oh, man, this one's tough. Uh, I mean, we just brought up Gus as our start, or at least as your start. I agree with you. That's a great pick. But this is full PPR, man. Tampa is starting off the season strong, and they're going to be playing Dallas. That has a very poor secondary. I'm going to go Chris Godwin. I think he is the reception guy. I think Antonio Brown's like that big play splash guy, and Mike Evans is going to be that the goal line fade the guy. Goal line. Yeah, exactly. You know, but Chris Godwin is still is still that dude, the reception type of guy for full PPR. I think he is the guy to go with. Gus Edwards, I, I really do like him, but I in your, I'm I'm assuming flex spot. Mm-hmm. You, it looks like you're in a really nice spot here if you have those two guys. I would go Chris Godwin. Thursday night and watch him work. All right. I'm going to go with Gus and that's just because I'm going to back up what I said earlier. Gus Edwards is my start of the week at running back. The Las Vegas defense is terrible. I know it's full PPR. Chris Godwin being on the injury report does still kind of worry me a little bit. Um, you know, Bruce Arians is a guy that likes to, you know, give his starters some time. Like he, the, the Bucks understand that they are in it for the long haul. This is not a 17 week season for the Bucks. Okay. This is a, we're gonna play till February. Okay, that's 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 what that's what the goal is, right? So I'm not confident that Chris Godwin is gonna come in and smash week one because they could try to limit his reps just because of the injury. Uh, it may not be as, it may not be serious, but it's week one. You don't want to put your guys if he's if he's even a little bit injured, just hold him back a little bit. Don't rush him out there and and reaggravate or make it worse. Okay. Um, I've already talked about Gus Edwards and how he's going to smash this Raiders defense. I'm going with Gus Edwards. I know it's full PPR, but I would still go Gus. If you do go Chris Godwin, start him in your wide receiver slot, not in your flex because it's a Thursday night game. You want to have roster flexibility as the week goes on. So if you're going to start Chris Godwin, start him in that spot. But I would start Gus Edwards in on, on my if I had this choice in my fantasy rosters. Okay. All right. All right, next question. Keith Rudds on Twitter asks, wait on Saquon or start Rojo on Thursday night football? Now, I'm assuming he's he's referring to find out if Saquon's injury is going to affect his week one. So are you worried about Saquon enough to start Rojo over him? What are you doing, Justin? Man, this one's tough. I actually kind of want to know what you were thinking and what your thought process was because this one, this one's a little tough for me, man. All right. So my initial thought is the Cowboys run defense was pretty bad last year. They did add, you know, Mika Parsons linebacker in the first round. So they're trying to shore up the run defense, but again, I'm one of those guys that I got to see it. Right. So I'm I'm just going to go ahead and assume that the, the Cowboys don't have a much improved run defense. I would try to start both of them, to be honest. Like, I don't know what his ro- what this roster looks like. I'm 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 confident that Saquon will be ready to go. I'm against against Denver, though. See, so I probably is... I, I'm probably gonna go with Rojo. Okay, see, I'm, I'm gonna go with Rojo here. I, I'm gonna go with I'm and we're both questions. We go on a different side here because I'm gonna actually go Saquon. Mm-hmm. You know. With with me, we know Saquon is the guy, okay? And, yes, if they say he is ready to go, he's going to be ready to go. 
it's Devontae Booker behind him. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't Who? I don't care about Devontae Booker. Who? We have seen time and time again, and it happened in the playoffs where Rojo got benched. One wrong thing, and Lenny was in there. And now they have a guy in G- Giovanni Bernard to come in there. I and it, I feel like this is a more pass happy team. I think that they're going to have to pass because I think Dallas is going to find ways to move the ball and score a little bit and and make Tampa keep pushing the ball. I've made a mistake. What I'm going to say one too. Okay, you talked me into it. The 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 main reason as well is. The draft capital you had to spend on Saquon. Yes, Saquon might have fallen to you, but he fell into the first round still. He's still a first round running back that you're taking. You got to start in week one. If he's out there and they say he's there, I know it's against Denver, but it's still Saquon. If it's a PPR league, I trust Daniel Jones to get the ball to Saquon than I do any other receiver that is on that team. And let's also let's not forget that Kenny Galladay. Exactly. Not exactly. I'm not exactly confident and in him either. I don't either, think so. Evan Ingram's playing week one either. No, absolutely not. So, to me, I'd rather have the surefire guy, if he's there and ready to go, I would go Saquon over Rojo. Let's see what Rojo's got. If if he makes some noise Thursday night, then, then you know that maybe they are trying to lean on Rojo a little bit more this season. But with Tampa, you never know. It, it's kind of a – it was a th- – you know, toss up last year. It might be that this year as well. Now they have more mouths to feed. I would rather go Saquon. All right. All right. Let's jump into the last segment. That was a wrap on our start sits of week one. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to the listeners who submitted their questions. Thank you for submitting your questions. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be doing this every week. I'm going to, I'm going to put stuff up every single week. Let's get some people in here. Let's get them asking questions. We want to help. Want to help? All right. Absolutely. Moving into Thursday night preview. Game two, what we do? We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. One, two, where two, where four, where two, five, six, where eight, 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 all right, week one, game number one of the 2021 NFL season. You have the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The game is currently sitting at Tampa Bay minus eight and a half in Tampa Bay. It's at home for the Bucks. Justin, what's your uh, talk to me about this game? How do you feel like this game's going to go? And uh, we'll give a prediction after that. Talk some fantasy options and put a bow on it, man. Uh, I got to go with the defending Super Bowl champs on this one. Uh, I mean, it's against Dallas. I know Dallas has got Dak Prescott back. They got a lot of guys back. Uh, I think that this is going to be a very interesting game. I I think it's going to be a very eventful game, especially for fantasy football. But at the end of the day, I think Tom Brady's going to get it done. He's got all his weapons. He had a full training camp with all of his friends out there. I think that uh, I think that you know they're gonna come away with it, and I think they cover, man. I, I really do. I think they they win by double digits on this one. Ooh, yeah, I think I love it's, it. I think it's ten or more. All right, um, there's no question. I'm taking Tampa Bay in this game. That that is a homer fan pick, and that you know, you know there's very, gonna be very few times this year where I pick against Tampa Bay. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I think this game is gonna be a little bit back and forth early. I think that Tampa's defense is I, – I love Tampa's defense. I think they're better than the Cowboys' defense. So 
I can see some success for Dallas early, but I think as the game goes on, Tampa's going to start to slowly clamp down on that offense. Let's not forget that they're also missing their best offensive lineman, Zach Martin, with COVID. So that spell, that's you know that look what happened to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl when they were missing offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm a, you know Dak is a great quarterback. They have a great offense. They have great weapons. But you see what happens when your offensive line is not in a good spot. I got Tampa in this game. I agree they cover, and I don't know if it's double digits, but I mean I could see. Were you only, it. It's going to be double digits. I, I was you about can't to really say, say nine you, points. You say but, nine points. Yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I see them covering this game. This this is going to be a good game for Tampa Bay, and uh, what a great way to start off the season, man. It's going to be it's going to be a good game, regardless, yeah. oh, regardless, sure. because I don't think Dallas is actually going to absolutely lay an egg. I think there'll be a little bit back and forth, especially early. But I do believe as the game goes on, it'll be uh, Tampa Bay uh, putting the clamps down and winning this game uh, pretty handily. So, fantasy options. I'm going to. I would start everybody except for. Now I would still start Zeke because of the cap draft capital you invested in him, but I would temper expectations on the running backs for the Cowboys. Yes. Other than that, I'm starting everybody else. Okay. The Bucks run defense is number one in the league last year. They brought everybody back. I, I don't expect that to fall off in the slightest bit. Isn't uh Sue on COVID? Nope, he was activated. He was activated. Activated. Okay, cool. Ready to go. The only player the Bucks is, are, are missing is um, starting safety. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, so okay. um, full. Everybody else is full go, ready to ready to play. And the guy that's stepping in actually had an interception against Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game last year. So still confident in that player stepping up and playing. So um, ready to go, man. I think the Bucks are going to win handily. Start all the fantasy options and all of them. Temper expectations for Zeke and everyone else. I'm just let's let's yeah, let's run absolutely. It. Um, the only you know the only one I would temper expectations on would probably be the backfield for. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I don't. Okay. I you know I would, you know, if you were in a pinch where you, you got to start them. Like I know we just had a, a a listener question, but I I just I would temper expectations. If I had another guy, you know, maybe another flex option on my team, I would probably do that. If that's like your RB two, then obviously you're gonna have to play them. I don't know what to expect from them, uh, but I mean. I, I do expect points to be had on both sides of this ball. So Yeah. All right. Uh, just a quick reminder. If you're starting any options in this game tomorrow night, please, please, please do not put them in your flex. Don't do it. Okay? It will give you maximum flexibility as the week goes on, especially with COVID being a thing and uh, you know being a part of our lives now in, in fantasy football. Players can get put on the COVID list instantly. And we don't know vaccination statuses of, of, of the majority of the players. I mean, we would like to assume that we know, but like not every team's 100%. So you don't really, really know, um, you know, what's going to happen. So make sure you give yourself the maximum amount of flexibility from week to week. Start Thursday night players. Do not put them in the flex. I'm going to say it all year long. Do not put them in the flex. Okay. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Week one kicking off first episode of week one justin take it away man let's have a great season dude man that was awesome uh episode Derek. week one we are ready for you 2021 fantasy football season we're ready for you time to bring home some championships this year that right, run guys. starts now let's yes, go sir Derek. one one i'm, I'm practicing here 
What's the difference between a snowman and a snow woman? What? Snowballs. <laughs> See you.